0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Revelation, chapter 2. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name, and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. To the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, These are the words of him who is, the first and the last, who died and came to life again. I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days." Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. To the angel of the church in Pergamum write, These are the words of him who has the sharp, double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city, where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teachings of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at the first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. "'By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. "'I've given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. "'So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. "'I will strike her children dead.' then all of the churches will know that I am he who searches the hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you, except to hold on to what you have learned until I come. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. That one will rule them with an iron scepter, and will dash them to pieces like pottery, just as I have received authority from my Father. I will also give that one the morning star. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Four times in this chapter, John is instructed to write to the angel of a church, Now, this word angel can also be translated as messenger or leader of the church. So you can believe it's an angel, a supernatural angel, or a human messenger, or a human leader of the church that the letter is being written to and handed to in all probability. So the letter in Ephesus from Jesus commends them for their deeds, their hard work, their perseverance, the fact they can't tolerate wicked people and that they've tested those who claim to be apostles but are not. He commends them for persevering and enduring hardship and not growing weary, but he rebukes them for forsaking the love they had at the first. Now, this may have been a reference to the love feast. The love feast was an early um, terminology they used for Holy Communion. The celebration of the love feast was part of every Christian meeting, so they may have abandoned the love feast, or they may have de-emphasized the love feast, the celebration of Holy Communion. He goes on to rebuke them and say, "...consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I'll come to you and remove your lampstand from its place." And of course, the lampstand is the church at Ephesus. And so he calls them to repentance. Repentance. And then once again, he goes back to the good things. He says, but you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now this is mentioned to one of the other churches as well. So the Nicolaitans, the word means control of the laity or control of the people. And the belief is that this was a group that exercised extreme controlling behavior over the regular people within the church group, as opposed to them being controlled by the Spirit of God. And the Lord hated that. Then, He gives some promises for victorious overcomers. He says, "...to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God." Next, Christ writes to the church at Smyrna. He says to them, "...I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews, but they are not. They are a synagogue of Satan." He says, don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. So this was a church under persecution, and he warned them about the coming persecution. And then he gave promises to those who overcome difficulties and uh, who behave in an exemplary manner. He says, to the one who's victorious, they will not be hurt at all by the second death. Now, this is talking about the death that follows the judgment of all human beings. Next, we read the letter to the church at Pergamum, and the Lord commends them and says that they remain true to his name. They didn't renounce his faith during persecution, but he has a few things against them. He says that they hold to the teachings of Balaam. Now, Balaam was a man in the Old Covenant who taught Israel to sin through sexual sin and had them get involved with foreign women and the gods of foreign women and therefore led them astray. So this teaching of Balaam must have some kind of sexual implications, uh, perhaps the merging of worship of another god, but it's not good, whatever it is. And he also, again, mentions the teachings of the Nicolaitans, that they need to repent of these things. And the promises to those who do this He says, to the one who's victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name on it, known only to the one who receives it. Next is the Lord's letter to Thyatira. He tells them he knows of their service and perseverance and that they're now doing more than they did at the first. Then he has a long list of issues that they are being called on the carpet about. He says, they tolerate A woman called Jezebel, who's um, calling herself a prophet. Once again, this may reference sexual sin. Jezebel was the old covenant manipulative wife of King Ahab, who through sexual wiles led Ahab astray and worshiped other gods once again. So this person within the church at Thyatira is being compared to Jezebel. Perhaps her name was Jezebel. We don't know. But at the very least, she was behaving like the Jezebel in the Old Covenant, and the church was warned um, not to cooperate with her. And then on a good note, the Lord commends the church at Thyatira, those among the church that don't hold to her teaching and um, have not followed after this. He promises victory for the overcomers. He says that they will one day rule with an iron scepter and dash the nations to pieces like pottery, just as Jesus has received authority from His Father, He will also give that authority to them. Now, for us, friends, I want to get to the bottom line with this. These letters were written to four different churches, but by extension, they are written to each of us. The cautions against various types of sin are for each of us. Don't abandon the love feast or that first love relationship with Christ. You know, don't submit to those who want control over the laity— Don't fall into sexual sin or the worship of other gods. And for those who overcome these things, the Bible calls them victorious or overcomers in Jesus Christ. And there are promises, a multitude of promises for overcomers. As a friend of mine once said, the only problem with being an overcomer is you must have something difficult to overcome. So these promises for overcomers are not for every believer, but only for those who persevere and overcome these sins and these difficulties. For those, the Bible says in verse 7, he will give them the right to eat from the tree of life. Now this is eternal life. For those who overcome, he promises eternal life. In verse 11, he says, they'll not be hurt at all by the second death. And so they will go through the judgment of all men, but they won't be subject to the judgment of the damned. In verse 17, he says he'll give some of them the hidden manna and a white stone with a new name written on it. So we'll receive a new name in glory, just like the Old Testament saints when they came into a very special relationship with Yahweh. For example, Abram became Abraham. Verse 26, he says, I'll give authority over the nations to the person who overcomes. They'll rule them with an iron scepter and dash them to pieces like pottery. Remember, friends, Jesus is destined to rule and reign on earth, and we who overcome will rule and reign alongside of Him. Just as the Father has granted all authority to Jesus, He grants authority to those who love Him and know Him and serve Him, and overcome the wiles of the devil and the things this world throws at them. So, Heavenly Father, we thank You for the letters that Uh, were written to these churches. We thank you that these words are recorded for us in our day, not only for those churches, but for our church. We pray, Lord, that we would have a long list of things you commend us for and a very short list of things that you hold against us. Help us to overcome those things you have against us. Remind us, Holy Spirit, of those things we must deal with and give us the grace to deal with them in Jesus' name. Lord, your blood and your grace is more than enough for each of us. We thank you for our You can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.